Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 4.30 in the morning London time on Wednesday the 11th of May. Today is all about consumer price inflation and maybe a little bit about producer price inflation. The transitory inflation of last year was indeed transitory. Those goods where price inflation was pushed up by a simply extraordinary but relatively short-lived demand surge have now started to experience price disinflation, or in some cases, price deflation. Used car price inflation, pet price inflation and television price inflation are all examples of relatively rapid disinflation or deflation. Moreover, the patterns of retail sales and anecdotal evidence suggests that consumers have engaged in demand destruction in several advanced economies, refusing to purchase goods with higher prices because wartime higher energy costs have left them with limited budgets. The largest monthly drop in fast food prices in the US during March in 20 years may reflect this, for example, and UK data signalled falling consumption of takeaway food only yesterday. Turning to the data for today, the April US consumer price inflation number will be the main focus amidst the collective hand-wringing angst of financial markets at the moment. The US consumer price inflation year-on-year rate is expected to decline. This is because the year-on-year inflation rate in any country at any time tells us as much about prices last year as it does about prices this year. Until now, US consumer price inflation has been telling us about prices in a locked-down economy in 2021. Now, it will start to tell us about prices in a reopening, but not yet normal, economy in 2021. Later on, the data will compare the prices of a normal 2022 economy with those of a normal 2021 economy, but that's something for later this year. There are some areas where there will be price increases. Housing costs, represented by owner's equivalent rent, are expected to continue to rise. This is a price that no one actually pays, and yet is the single most important part of the Consumer Price Inflation Index. Fuel prices will be worth a glance, because while crude prices have been sort of stable very recently, The relationship between the fuel consumers buy and crude oil prices has become stretched, with consumer prices rising more. But overall, the expectation is for a noticeable drop in both the headline and the core inflation rates today. We have already had the Chinese consumer price and producer price inflation data, and this serves as a reminder that inflation is largely a local phenomenon. China's COVID restrictions have damaged some areas of domestic demand and are likely to damage domestic demand for some time to come as consumers seek to rebuild savings after periods of restriction. The Chinese government has yet to offer an effective offset to these consumer problems. This has produced a decline in Chinese service sector price inflation and other areas like clothing saw a lower rate of inflation too. Food and fuel prices did rise, although for food at least there may have been an element of panic buying temporarily pushing up inflation 
in areas where consumers were fearful of more onerous restrictions being imposed in the future. The result is that headline consumer price inflation rose 2.1% on the year, but with the core rate rising less than 1% at a mere 0.9%. We have final German consumer price inflation today for April. This is, however, practically the only German data release that's not revised on a regular basis, which might reflect the cultural emphasis on the importance of inflation in Germany, or just simply be because of how the data is collected. There's not likely to be much market moving in these figures, therefore. After a pontification of US Federal Reserve speakers yesterday, essentially giving little in the way of new information, the data calendar is swarming with ECB speakers today, including the ever-present President Lagarde. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.